this Advent, uh, we're talking about opening up some gifts. Last week, we talked about opening up the gift of new beginnings as we lit the peace, excuse me, the hope candle, the hope of new beginnings. We open the gift of new beginnings. And today, I want to talk about opening the gift of limitations to find peace. Now, I know many of you are probably thinking, as I do, well, wait a minute, limitations? I mean, I am limited in my time. I'm limited in my money. I'm limited in my energy. And because of that, I have no peace. I'm struggling against all of these limitations. And I really don't see them as a gift. I see them as an impediment. I wish they would go away. Now, for instance, if you've ever painted a house, right, and you work all day and you're painting and you're painting and you think you're almost done, but then it gets dark and you can't paint the house any longer. You're limited in your time. If you think, if only I had more time in a day. But then when you do have more time, you realize, I don't have the energy for this. <laughs> I've got more time, but I don't have the energy. I'm limited in that. And, if, and because of that, I, I was planning for it to get done, and it's not. And so instead of peace, we're in turmoil. We're struggling. I don't see limitations as a gift. Well, let me give you a counterexamples, though. I mean... Just think, if you did have unlimited time and unlimited energy, your boss would ask you to work more. <laughs> They'd take up that time, right? You can't say, I'm sorry, boss, I don't have time for that. I don't have the energy. But, oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Use it all up. And so that gets us thinking, aren't we glad for the limitations of other people? <laughs> that people can't control what we choose or don't choose to do. They can't control what we think. Aren't you glad that I'm limited and that I can't read your mind right now? You're thinking, that's good, because I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking like, Pastor Joe, like, he grows that beard every winter. I wish he would not do that. I mean, that's what I think my wife is thinking. Um, <laughs> yes. Or maybe you're not even here. Like, you're thinking about some random thing. So I'm pa glad Pastor Joe can't read my mind. No, I'm limited. I can't do that. But others, they, they can't control. They're limited on what, again, they can't control us, what we do, how we think. And aren't you glad for that? That's a gift. And not only that, but there's laws of nature, right? And I'm glad that there's, there's this thing called gravity and it's, there's, there's these laws and limitations so that we can actually live a, a life that we can predict what's going to happen and all of that. But there's still so much out of our limitations. And again, that can be a gift. Think about it. We can't control the weather. We're limited. We can't control the weather. So we had to cancel our Christmas caroling uh, today. But if we could, just think about what would that be like? There'd be some people who never, and it never rains because they don't like the rain. And then there's other people who would be struggling because there's no rain for their crops. <laughs> right. It wouldn't, some for it wouldn't snow, and I would be upset because I love the snow. We are limited. And there is a gift in that. 
And on Christmas, we see another aspect of limits, and that is we, ha we have limits, but we're loved by a limitless God. And so the main point today that I want us, the main takeaway is that we find peace when we open the gift of limitations and we rely on a limitless God. So if you're looking for the gift of peace, we lit the peace candle. We can find that peace when we start to, again, open the gift of limitations, and we'll talk about what that means, and we rely on a limitless God. And we have an example in the Christmas story. We have an example in the Virgin Mary. She had to do this. Uh, think about uh, Mary. Now, there was so much that Mary knew was out of her control. Being a, a lower class, probably a teenage peasant girl in first century Israel, there was not a lot she had control over. She was very limited. And, but like her people, she wanted um, the Christ to come. She wanted the Christ to come, but she had no control over when or how she believed the promise, but that was beyond her control. She also wanted the Christ to come and get rid of the Roman oppression that they were all feeling. But she had no control over the, what the Romans did or didn't do, even though she suffered under it. Now, Mary, she had control over certain things. Like the Romans, they, they often would encourage people to burn incense to the, to the emperor. She didn't do that. She worshiped the God of Israel. What she had control over, she was faithful with. Many would oppress the poor, but Mary, she was poor herself, but she would help the poor. But when Christ would come, how he arrived, that was beyond her limitations. That was beyond her control. And her life, and again, she had control over little things, but there was much she had no control over. It was beyond her limits. And then things got really out of control. The angel Gabriel shows up. And although the scripture was read, let me read to you what the angel says in, verse, in Luke chapter 1, verse 30. The angel says to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So the angel shows up and says, hey, good news, Mary. This time for God to send the Christ, it's arrived. Your weight is over. The weight of your people is over. And the Christ will actually come through you. So that was good news. That was overwhelming news. But there was a limitation that Mary knew isn't, hasn't ever been overcome in her mind and in her experience, in the world experience. And that's verse 34. Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? See, people have limitations. There are laws of nature. There's laws of procreation. And although the kids have gone to kids' church, I'm not going to explain to you the laws of procreation. <laughs> but yeah, virgins don't have children. So she said, you know, what, how is this going to work? But see, God, he is the creator of all of the laws, all of the limitations. He's above them. 
which means that nothing is impossible for God. So the angel says to Mary in verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. The angel announces, he says to Mary, I serve the limitless creator. So this limitation, that's nothing to God. He's limitless. And then he brings up an example that Mary was familiar with. Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, who gave birth to John the Baptist, um, Mary had heard about her. Now, Elizabeth was past the age limit to bear a child, right? Again, the, the laws of, you know, all of these things, all these limitations. She was past the age limit to have a child. And yet, she was six months pregnant. She was six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible with God. He is in control of the situation, and he's inviting Mary into his purposes, even though that means the little bit of control she had, things are all out of control now. But one thing that was in Mary's control was her response. Now, we can't control other people's responses. There's so much out of our control. We'll talk about that. But one thing that is in our control is our response. And what is Mary's? And again, the situation is so out of con control, but how does she respond? Her life will be turned upside down. And uh, she can't control how Joseph is going to react when, when she tells him about this. She can't control what the townspeople would think when she's pregnant. So what was Mary's response? Was it bargaining? Was it, okay, God, this, there's so, now there's even more out of my control than before. So if you, you know, I'm a poor peasant girl. So if you just provide some, you know, maybe some cold hard cash so that at least I'll have control over, you know, providing for this child. Or does she say, all right, God, I'll do this, but, you know, um, just make it so the townspeople understand because I want to have control over my reputation. And she didn't do any of that. What's her response? Her response was one of a person being at peace with not being in control. I mean, look at that, verse 38. This is one of my favorite Christmas verses. Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary says, I, I can't control the situation. She's just a poor peasant teenage girl, but I don't need to. God has me and this situation in his hand, so let's roll. Let's roll. Let it be to me, as you've said. I'm at peace with my limitations because I'm serving a limitless God. And if this limitless God has put this before me, I am okay. I'm at peace with that. There's such a theological truth here that we can apply that when we rely on the limitless God, we find peace. And, and we can start to see our limitations as a gift. Uh, I can't save the world, but I'm not supposed to. God does. There's only one Savior, and we're not him. 
In fact, one of the reasons we often embrace God is because we actually start to see our own limitations. We see our, our own frailty, our own fallenness, and that's when we go to the limitless one. I mean, without the gift of limitations, we would be our own God, and we would be tyrants. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Thank God that even the worst dictator is limited by death. As Christians, we embrace the twin truths. The first is what we just read in Luke uh, 2.37, that nothing is impossible with God. All right, I think they put that slide up. And the, the other side of that is Jesus said in John 15.5, apart from me, you can do nothing. Right? Those are the twin truths that as Christians, we embrace that. We, and when we embrace God, we, we start to embrace our own limitations. That, yeah, God is limitless. Nothing's impossible with him. But without him, I can do nothing. And it's not that we can't do anything at all. It's, we can do nothing of, of eternal consequence without him. But with him, with him, all things are possible. And this, this brings peace because we're not trying to do it all. We have a peace, we have a confidence because we're secure in Christ. The only time we really get stressed out and lose our peace is when we want control back. But when we embrace the limitless God, we can embrace our limitations. We find peace. Like Mary. Mary, who is at peace and ready to follow God despite things getting even more out of her control, things going way beyond the limits that she ever thought possible. And yet she is at peace. Why? Because she's holding on to the limitless God. So now how do we, you know, how do you do that? How do we do that? You might be thinking, you know, I'm no Mary. So, you know, what does this look like? You know, it's a catchy phrase, grab on to limitless God, grab on to your limits and give them all this. But what, what does that look like? Well, first, I think, is we need to acknowledge our limitations. There are some things that are in your control, and then there are some things that are out of your control. And the problem is, is when we don't acknowledge and see our own limitations, what do we do? We often spend so much time, so much energy and worry on things that are beyond our control, and so we don't have peace. All right, so put up that slide. Yeah, there's a slide there up there of there's things in our control, there's things out of our control, right? So there are things in our control, like our responses, what we choose to put our, our time into, what we devote our time to. Our, our own boundaries, how, how we handle challenges. Yes, those are all things that are in our control, but look at the things out of our control. Which ones are you struggling against? Again, we can't control what other, what other people do, right? What other people think of us. Maybe that's the one you're really struggling with today. Or the one that gets me is... Um, What's that one? Well, the, the often, oh, the outcome of my efforts. See, yes, there's a cause and effect in this world. 
so that if we do certain things, yeah, oftentimes there can be an effect that we're looking for, but really we have no control over the outcome. We have control over our efforts, but not the outcome of our efforts. That's why there's so many times where we do what God has called us to do and then leave the results up to God because we don't have control over the outcome. And yet, that's what we often struggle with. So which of these, or, or all of them maybe, are you particularly struggling with this Christmas? And again, we have to see them. It's kind of like a gift. You can't open a gift. Have you guys ever had a, you know, especially if you have kids, you have there's so many gifts, and there's one that gets kind of hidden behind the tree, and no one sees it till like the next day? You can't open it if you don't know it's there, if you don't see it. So a part of this is acknowledging, all right, what, what's beyond my control, what I'm really battling against? So that's the first thing that we have to do. But the second is then we receive the gift of peace by handing over that limitation to God. It's like exchanging. Like, God, I'm giving you, this is a limitation I'm struggling with. It's, it's beyond my limits, but it's not beyond you. So I'm giving this limitation I'm struggling with up to you. It's kind of like one of those coup, gift coupons, right? Where I know when my kids were little, right, they, they didn't have any cold hard cash. So they would often say, all right, I am going to, uh, here's a coupon to, for me to wash your car. So I give them the coupon and then they exchange, you know, wash my car or something. We receive the gift of peace by handing up our limitations to God, all right? And that's where, hopefully, uh, as you came in, you got this little card that was given out. If you didn't, there's some on the, on the back table that uh, maybe I'm just going to call on, on Mickey or Dave. If someone didn't get one of these cards, that could raise your hand and they would bring that to you. But on it, it says, I give over my limitations, right? And so there's a space there for you to write or to think about, you know, what limitations, what is beyond my control that I'm really struggling with? That's what you want to lift up to God. That's what you want to lift up to God. So think about this. Take this home and, 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 and say, all right, what is that limitation that I'm struggling with that I want to exchange for peace? You may think, well, I'm, you know, that card, is that a gimmick? What's the, no, you know what it is? It's an aid to prayer. Because this whole idea of lifting up your limitations to God, the ones that you're struggling with, and receiving his peace, that's prayer. <laughs> that's what we do in prayer. Now, sometimes we think of prayer as just, all right, God, here's my requests. You know, here, do this, do that. That's actually trying to get God to control the situation uh, on your behalf instead of instead lifting up the limitations to God and then receiving his peace. That's what we do in prayer. And I say that because look at Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It'll be on the screen. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, right? So what are we doing? We're lifting up these things that are on our hearts, these limitations that we're battling against. And then what's the result? Verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is a great exchange. Lifting up our limitations, lifting up the things that we can't control to the limitless God, and then in his peace, that's what he gives us. It's not some magic spell. What we're talking about here is limited creatures connecting with a limitless creator. 
And so we can stop struggling with our limitations, and in that we find peace because we've lifted them up to God. So giving it over to God. We're also going to give over our responses. So on that card, you'll notice it says, um, I, I give over my limitations. And then it says, is my responses for your peace, right? And it has the quote from Mary, really small print. Sorry about that. Um, so including and turning over our limitations to God, we're also turning over our responses to that limitation because our responses to our limitations, the things that are out of our control, are usually not from a place of faith, but a place of fear. Fear that we're not in control. These responses are often unhealthy, and they're often unhelpful. Think about that. Uh, maybe you're struggling that you can't control uh, what pe other people do. And that's what's giving you the most difficulty. And so what's your response to that? Maybe it's, it's anger. Maybe it's manipulation. Like, I can't control that person's behavior, but I'm going to try. And so you try to manipulate them. Or maybe it's anxiety, where you just turn this thing over in your mind, over and over and over and over again, instead of turning it over to God. exchange not just the limitations. Don't just give those limitations up to God, but give your responses. And, and here's the amazing thing is that there's many things we don't have control over. We do have control over our responses, even if it doesn't seem it. <laughs> and we take that little control we have over to God and say, God, I even turn this over to you so that you'll return to me your peace beyond the circumstances. Now, some of you might be saying, oh, I, got a, I got a couple of objections here. One is, well, what about pushing past our limitations? Because we serve a limitless God, and as we just talked about, he can do the miraculous. He can do the supernatural, right? So what about, you know, God pressing on past limitations and, and 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 yes you know we're limited and sometimes we're sick or whatever we're limited but god he can he can heal us even if we can't heal ourselves so what about that but we still lift it up to god again why do we do that is because that when we're lifting our limitation up to god he'll give us peace but he might give us peace plus Peace plus, plus a miracle, plus destroying a limitation or, or over, overcoming it. Like Mary. Again, Mary, her, her virginity was a limitation that God miraculously overcame, but it was clear from the scripture and from the, the voice of the angel, this was God's doing. So she could, she could have a peace stepping, yeah, into her limitations, but also that God had supernaturally transcended her human limitations. God has done this amazing thing. I'm at peace. Let it be to me as you will. But that didn't mean that all limitations were gone because you know what Mary still couldn't control? She still couldn't control the Romans or Herod. And so you remember what Herod did when he found out about Jesus? He killed all of, the, of the, the babies under two years old. That's why Mary and Joseph had to run to Egypt. 
beyond her control. So there's this dynamic going on where it's all about connecting with God or, or, or what about, doesn't God actually want to do things, do something? So yes, I lift it up into God in prayer, but, but aren't I, am I supposed to do something too? Yes. But the thing is, is when we embrace our limitations, we understand we can't do everything. We are limited. But those things we do have control over, because we have such little control, we ask God for wisdom of what to do, what to focus on, what, because with what control we do have. Because how do you discern this stuff? How do you discern, God, this is a limit, that it's, it's, it's a gift, I'm unwrapping it, I'm okay with it, or, or then God saying, no, I want you to push beyond this limit. I want you to do more than you could physically do. How do you discern that? That's where this last step comes in. So we acknowledge our limitations. We give our limitations up to God to receive his peace. And then in faith, we rest. We rest. We, we cease our struggle and we rest in the limitless God. So well, what are you talking about, Pastor Joe? This is what we call the Sabbath. <laughs> the Sabbath principle. Taking a Sabbath, taking a break, a rest in the Lord is an act of faith. You're basically saying, I can take a break. Yes, one day a week, but every day I can build in space in my day, times where I just step back and rest in God because it's not all dependent on me, it's dependent on God. So we build the space into our day that it's more important for me to connect to the limitless God than for me to do more, to continue the struggle, especially against things that I have no control over. See, that's why God gave that Sabbath commandment because he recognizes human limitations and our need for rest, our need for connection with God. Sabbath is a gift. It's not, it's not this obligation, oh, I've got to observe the Sabbath because God commanded it. It's a gift that God says, hey, if you open this, it will give you the space to open all the other gifts I want to give you. It'll give you the space to open the gift of new beginnings because you actually have that space to contemplate and think about the new beginning and the ending God has put in your life. It'll give you the space to look at your limitations and say, God, this is the limitation that I'm accepting. This is the limitation that you're pushing me beyond. The Sabbath gift is that gift. It's kind of like Christmas morning is the time you set apart to open your gifts. Sabbath is the time you set apart to open your gifts from God, including those ones you don't even recognize as gifts. Now, some folks will be like, oh, that Sabbath principle, you know, that's so hard for us today. We're so distracted. It's so much harder today than it was back then. And I'm glad you can't read my mind, because when people say that in my mind, well, I'll tell you what I think. I'm thinking, that's crazy. What are you, we're talking about people who were having trouble surviving. They were subsistence living. In other words, I work every day. I work to the bone to feed my family. You don't understand. If I don't go into the fields, my family will go hungry. And yet, because I understand, yeah, I work hard, but I also understand that there's so much beyond my limit that I ultimately depend on God that I can set apart a day. I can set apart a time to rest and connect with God because I know it ultimately depends on him. 
So we need time to discern and lift up things to God. And that's that final step. It's like we can talk about peace. We can say, yeah, I got to lift this up to God. But do we have space to step into that rest and actually rest? And this isn't just about a day, a week. I mean, that, that's what it could look like is, you know, on, on Sundays you set apart time to connect with God. So, so it could look like that. So as you joined us now, good, congratulations. You've, you're, you're doing that, right? You're setting aside this uh, hour. It's really like an hour and 15 minutes, but, you know, <laughs> depends on how long the pastor goes. Um, but it's so much more than just, you know, a, a Sunday. It's every day making space in your days to say, I've got, I, I, need to, I need to acknowledge my limits. I need rest. I need God. Oh, that song we sang earlier, just, anyways, it, it, all, the, all the songs is really pointed to this. So what, what does that look like? It means maybe in the morning, Instead of being waking up and be like, I got so much to do today, and immediately start on it, you lay in bed for an extra minute, and you acknowledge, God, I, there's so many things that I'm, gonna, I'm not in control of today. I lift these up to you, and I receive your peace. Give me your guidance. Give me your peace for today. It could look like putting margins or space in between things. This is something I've been trying to do this year is that, you know, I'm, I like efficiency. I like to stack things, meetings, one on top of the other. I get lots done. Problem with that is what happens is I'm doing it in my own strength or um, I'm starting to not realize that, you know what, I'm really worrying and struggling against things that are beyond my control. Instead, now what I try to do is build like at least five or ten minutes in between a meeting or another thing so that I can stop and connect with the limitless God and he can give me wisdom. Or maybe silence in your car instead of turning on the thing, the radio, you're just silent and connecting with God, making space or going for a walk at lunchtime. See, we grow in peace, not just by in our minds understanding, yeah, God, I want your peace, so I'm, I'm putting this, actually putting space in our days to practice peace, to practice rest. Even when all we want to do is more. And that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm the kind of person that's like, if there's an issue, then I'm going to work harder. But it doesn't help if you're working harder against something you can't control. So we step in, give that space so that our doing flows from our being connected with a limitless God. So where, where in your days there's some time, some space for Sabbath rest. So maybe take this card home and this could be your reminder that, that when you see it, you're like, oh yes, I want to do this, but when, when can I do it? And you think about your day and, and you think, yeah, actually when I get, when I get up, that's what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to look at and say, all right, this is my limitation, God. This is my response. I'm, I'm, I'm lifting it up to you. And let that become a habit of making space. Again, you know your schedule. You know what works best for you. But if, if we want the gift of peace this Christmas, then we've got to acknowledge the gift of limitations. We've got to acknowledge that God knew about this. That's why he gave us the Sabbath principle. So carefully, excuse me, prayerfully consider, you know, what limitations are you battling against this Christmas? What's stealing your peace? Again, maybe it's what other people think. Maybe it's what other people do. Maybe it's the outcome of things you're working on. And then lift that up to God. 
And, and lift up your responses too. And practice that. Practice that peace and rest. Through Sabbath, rest in peace. Connect with a limitless God so that even when things are out of your control, more than they've ever been before, like the Virgin Mary experienced, you are at peace and you're ready to walk with the Lord. You're ready to say, let it be to me as the Lord, as you've said, as long as you're with me, as long as I'm connected to the limitless God, I can walk right in the midst of these limitations, knowing whatever, whatever I don't have, he has. And even what I have, I lift up to him so that he can take it and make it even more. We find peace when we open the gift of limitations and rely on the limitless God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge you as the limitless creator. And we are so grateful, Lord, that you are in charge, that you are the one without limits. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Would you be revealing to us those limitations that we have been struggling and fighting against. Lord, maybe it's our whole lives. Maybe it's in something in particular this Christmas. And we acknowledge, Lord, we have no control over these things. We lift them up to you. Lord, we lift up our responses as well. We exchange them for your peace. And show us, Lord, where in our days we can make that space. As we sing this last song, Lord, would you be flooding us, not just with praise over who you are, you're the limitless God, but fill us with your guidance, your conviction. And Lord, that we wouldn't go away from here just maybe with a couple of principles, but with a plan to change our lives by lifting up to you those things we can't control. Work in this time. Work in us. We confess, Lord, we, we have so many limits. Lord, give us your peace because you don't. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.